seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic. Hello and welcome to the Benham Celtic Podcast. My name is Lawrence Donegan and I'm joined this week as I'm joined almost every week by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Ren McSwain. How are you doing, Ren? Yeah, you're joined this week as you're joined every week when there's not a golf tournament on <laughs> by uh, your good pal and not golf fan, Remy McSwain. Hello, Lawrence. How you doing, pal? Uh, I know you have. You want to go and see the Champions League game. Uh, it's a Champions League, Europa League. Uh, I had to look it up. I've kind of lost track of that. Uh, Seville versus Inter. Who do you fancy? Uh, Inter. <laughs> Inter. Because I think, uh, although Seville beat Man United, Man United should have been about five up. Um, so I think they're pretty poor at the back. Uh, we'll crack on. Uh, struggling for a, a guest this week, uh, Remy. Uh, so, <laughs> so we went to the bottom of the barrel and we got the Castori Is of Celtic. English? <laughs> no, no. No, we got the Castori of Celtic podcast host Harry Brady. How you doing, Harry? Do you, do you know, I need to tell the listeners your professionalism that, that far surpasses anything I ever do on Celtic Underground. <laughs> Obviously, due to your um, uh, history in, in the music industry, you count down the intro to start recording every time. So? What's wrong with I that? just think that's highly professional. Well, I just say to the person, right, you're ready to go. And you well, go, one, two, three, four, five. Right, we're here on the... Um, <laughs> At least this is the first time he's ever got it right, Harry. <laughs> he usually does that about seven times. Well, it's just easier to edit, you know. No, then... I, I, I'm not. This isn't a criticism. This is me praising your professionalism. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, how's your girlfriend, Kay Adams, doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous because I I get into a professional studio on a regular basis these days. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, enough of that. Enough of the badinage. Uh, we'll crack on. Uh, quite a lot to talk about. I guess the first thing, uh, Remy, is six uh, 0 Kia Reykjavik. Uh, I watched this uh, on my uh, on my phone actually. Um, quite a good performance. Obviously, a decent result. I mean, I don't think they were much caught, but uh, we certainly got rid of them pretty quickly. Yeah, I uh, I did the same. I watched it on the phone. Uh, I was out, um, so I watched it on the phone. Um, game was over in 20 minutes, which is exactly what you want in a night like that. And especially after our uh, ball and goalie enforced, enforced layoff, we went out and uh, got the game killed quickly and knew we were going to get through and played pretty well and got games for quite a lot of people. So all in all, it was a good night. Um, did you see it, Harry? I did see it, yeah. I I did the, the wonders of modern technology. I pressed a button on my computer and it bounced across to my telly and I watched it on the big screen. Wow. How's it, how does it transfer? Because sometimes the picture quality diminishes, sort of pixel count issues or something. No. So I've got a Mac and it was Apple TV and I just pressed the button and it was marginally, marginally not HD quality, uh-huh. but good enough. And there was no Were lag because... When I was doing it, were you, were you not there? I'm, I'm quite surprised. <laughs> you not there, Harry? Surely you were a, you were one of the guests, the masked, the masked invader in the the boardroom. No, no, uh, no. 
the uh, <laughs> actually there was a I don't know who started remember there was a rumor going around that uh, Shane Duffy was there. Right. That's obviously wrong, wasn't it, Remy? Well, I I think <laughs> uh, I I think we all got that text. That that Shane right? Duffy might might be in the might be at the game. Um, I think he might have been quite easy to spot if he was, but uh, it would appear that he wasn't. Uh, who actually does anybody know who get who gets into the games? Is it is it just is it I don't know? Is it strictly controlled? Is there a couple it's very of very strictly controlled? Is it? Yeah, so there's fifteen uh, journalists getting fifteen uh-huh. only fifteen journalists getting the game. They have to. They're not. They have to provide a, a health and safety checklist that they've done. Uh, they have to be able to record the interviews from at least two meters away from any individual player. And they have to arrive with a mask and things like that. Um, what I noticed in the, the what, where I was watching, there was no crowd noise. I much again, this is an old debate now at this stage, but I really much prefer it without the crowd noises. I think it's, uh, I just think it's more well, clearly it's more authentic. Uh, any opinions, Harry? Um, actually, I don't mind the crowd noise. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm neither particularly fussed for and against, but. I, I, it doesn't annoy me uh, in any way the, the crowd noise if they're doing it properly. The, uh, the only thing is when a boy has a shot and it's a crap shot and the goalie is an easy save. There's no in between. You know if you're actually watching the game, there's a crowd there, and the shots are kind of easy shot to save that nobody kind of reacts. But with the fake crowd noise, there's a big ooh or a massive cheer for a brilliant save when the boys just kind of gathered it. Anyway, it's just my uh, personal opinion. Uh, team selection was quite interesting. Uh, we had uh, what's the goalie's name again? Uh, Vasilius. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. I can't. Vasilius Barkas. Uh, was it a back three? I don't know. Well, El Hamed, uh, Julian, Beaton, uh, Taylor, midfield: Brown, McGregor, uh, Christie, uh, Forrest, Edward, Elianusi. Two interesting ones, obviously, were Ayer dropped or rested or whatever, and the other one, Frimpong. Did you think? What did you think about that? Was there, was there anything quotes unquote sinister about that round? Do you think? Uh, after the performance against Kilmarnock, uh, one of the centre halves, if not both, deserved to be dropped. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have a lot of centre halves, which is why we have the, the Shane Duffy room uh, rumour. Um the two our two centre halves are very they're they're ball playing centre halves. They're not very physical uh, and they struggle against a physical presence which is quite annoying given the height they have. Um I'm sure Ayer was just rested to give Beaton some game time. because uh, he's not had a lot in pre season uh, and you know it wouldn't be a Champions League qualifier without Beaton playing centre half. And El Hamid and Frimpong, I think, are going to battle out that. If we're going to play a four, I think they're going to battle out the right back slot for most of the season. Where we have a problem is if we go for a to a three, it then becomes between the two of them and Forrest, uh, which would obviously give Lennon some real problems. But I thought I thought El Hamid had a really good game. Uh, Beaton didn't have a lot to do. He was pretty decent as well. But, you know, I think our two centre-halves need competition because they were both, they've both been pretty poor so far this season and Julian was awful at Kilmarnock. 
truly awful. Hi. Um, I think you could read um, either. You could read a number of things into it. You could look at it on the basis of both El Hamid and Beto need game time. You could look at it and say, uh, Lennon's point was he wanted to start with a four and playing El Hamid gives him the option to move to a three if he needs to. Um, it may just be in my head, but Beaton seems to play a disproportionate number of his centre-half games in European fixtures, as, uh, as Remy just said. So you could look at it that for some reason uh, Lennon prefers playing Beaton. Or the other way to look at it is I heard that uh, Lennon was most irritated with the performance of four players in particular that he felt were not trying as they could have tried against Kilmarnock because they're not that fussed about staying here this season. And one of those four... And one of those four players was Aya. That's a... <laughs> hang on a minute. Just hang on. Wait a minute. That's on that it. bombshell. On that bombshell. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let me get... Well, A, right, that's just... You know, it's gossip. But it's a, po- a podcast. I think we can get away with gossip. Uh, the... What's interesting to me... If we can't gossip on a, on a, on a pod- podcast... Well, <laughs> well, I, well... You never know. This isn't the news. This isn't news at ten. This isn't news. What you've got to remember is Harry. Out of the three of us, only one is re- relies on a director to get him a ticket for the games he turns up at. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yes. So let me guess. I'm going to guess at the four who. Well, the stuff at Ayer. We've touched. We went on, but we touched on this in a previous podcast, Harry. The. Uh, the stuff on Ayer all summer, I mean, that's not coming from anywhere other than the Ayer camp. It has to, uh, because it's persistent, uh, you know, and it's uh, very glowing. I mean, the numbers being bandied about for Ayer are straight out of the Alfredo Morales Fantasy Island, you know, whatever. The uh, So I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of them. Uh, I'm going to guess, I've, again, I've spoken about this, uh, Edward doesn't, you know, look... As in, I mean, I know he scored three against Hamilton. He scored again the other night, but he doesn't look as engaged as he uh, was at his peak at the, at the end of last season, or you know when the season really got kicked in after the break. Uh, I'm going to say I've heard a rumor, a uh, small rumor that uh, I say heard it from Remy. Uh, Remy uh, Ryan Christie would wouldn't like uh, wouldn't uh, mind a move. I saw his dad was floating that earlier in the summer. Uh, that's three. Give me a give me a fourth one, Remy. I'm trying to remember who was playing. He didn't play uh, much of the game. Uh, came on as a sub, sub then. Yeah. Who came on as a sub? Fallen goalie. <laughs> In jam. Of course he did. There you go. That. Uh, I mean, go on. Go on, Matt. Don't go get on. me wrong. I, I don't think these guys are sitting going, oh, I desperately want to move and I can't be asked playing. I just think if they are at the point of their life where over the summer when the when the team's not playing, they're starting to, to have discussions with their agent, with their agent sitting down and going, right, this might be the time for you to make that move. It'll be in the back of their mind. And while the transfer window's open, it's going to be in the back of their mind of, not, not consciously, but there'll be a subconscious, uh, I might not be here for the long haul. You know, anybody who's in a work environment where they are, you know, maybe looking for another job. There might be days when everybody else is knocking their pan in and they're finding it a bit more difficult because it's a hard day and, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be here much longer. I went for the interview last week. I wonder how the interview's going. 
you know, that type of mentality, I'm not saying they're sitting there thinking, yeah. I desperately want to go and I'm putting my tools down. I just think at the moment, those four players have had conversations with agents about the possibility of this transfer window being the one they move. And so on hard days, it might be difficult for them to go that extra 10%. That's all. The, um, I, I don't think you can ever... There's a danger of overcomplicating these things. If uh, you know, if one of Encham or Ed, Edouard goes, then the other one will be bereft because uh, you know it's their mates. You know, it's only natural that you know if you're at a club in Glasgow and you're French, you kind of hang out with your French mates or your French speaking mates. And the the Christie one, I mean, he was part of the gang with uh, Ayer, Armstrong. You know, the Christie, the quotes unquote intellectuals uh, of the squad, if you like. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you, you know, Christie's looking at Armstrong and thinking, well, I'm as good as him. Actually, he's not. Or maybe he is, I don't know, for, for discussion. And thinking, well, if he can not exactly tear it up, but do pretty well at Southampton, I should be down there making, you know, four times as much money. Uh, make any sense out of that, uh, Harry? Yeah, it's only human nature, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's the thing I keep saying to St Anthony on our site, who very much lives in the land of, while they're playing for Celtic, they shouldn't want anything else. I have no idea what's in the head of a Ryan Christie because he's been an elite athlete since the age of nine with people telling him he's great and 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 that then breeds a winner's mentality of a level that the very fact that I'm, you know, a middle-aged man on this podcast means I didn't have that mentality. He's got a different mentality to me, a different mindset, everything about the way that he will think about the fact that also he's a professional footballer and this is his whole career. Everything about the way that their brain operates will be different to us by the very fact that they are professional athletes playing at this level. And they'll just want to be the best that they can be. You know, it's like when... Why did Fraser Foster go... Why did Fraser Foster stay at Southampton? Because he believes that he's the best keeper and can be the first-team goalkeeper at Southampton. Because if he didn't believe that, he wouldn't be good enough to play for us either because he's got the wrong mentality. It's right. interesting you say that about the Saint, though, about, uh, <laughs> you know, Celtic's your be-all and end-all when his hero's Kenny Dalglish. You'd have think you'd have learned early. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Every time he goes on about it in a WhatsApp group, I'll send a message. And every so often I'll just say, what about Kenny Dalglish? Uh, hey, <laughs> but that's that's different. I'm still living I'm with still the scars. I'm still not over that. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not over that. Neither am I. I, I, can't, I just can't believe it. It's 400 grand as well. Here, uh, a quick diversion, Remy. Uh, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, who's a better player? Well, I said to you before, I thought Armstrong had a he had a purple patch with Celtic four or five months. Yeah, it was a it was a great purple patch, but overall he wasn't fantastic. But um, because of lockdown and the way the English Premier League games were on, I saw a lot of the Southampton games over the last couple of months, and he's been playing really well for them. He he, he looks a he looks a pretty good player now. Um, Christie just now is not playing well and he gives the ball away far too much. Um, so he's got energy, no doubt about that, and he can run all day, but he needs to, if he wants to go down, if he wants to make a, himself a player in England in a midfield, he'll need to learn to pass the ball better. And that's what Armstrong's had to do as well. Um, yeah, um, Armstrong looks a good bit of business for seven million here. But back to the game uh, on uh, Tuesday night, uh, standout performances. Rem, uh, El Yunusi, uh, 
probably he's he he, he didn't play well at Kilmarnock. I was actually hoping Harry didn't say he was one of the four. Oh, um, he's just in. He's he, on loan. He, I know. I know. He struggled. He struggled at Kilmarnock. He, he wasn't alone. Um, I think we, you know, we've had the we've done the plastic pitches to death over yeah, the years. Forget that. Um, um, so he he did struggle at Kilmarnock. But I thought he was excellent. I thought Alhamid had a really good game. And uh, I thought that Beaton and Julian had looked okay. Weren't up against much. I mean, Reykjavik had a wee 10-minute spell when we'd obviously chucked it, when it looked as if they might score. But uh, overall, the whole, there was no, no failures. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a few you've still got your doubts about. I mean, to me, Christie still isn't doing it. Uh, the diff- I thought in Cham, when he came on, the pass he played for the, oh. the sixth goal. There's nobody else in our midfield sees that pass or can deliver it. Um, and Cham for me must start more games. Um, uh, Forrest has not been brilliant so far. He looks if he's struggling to get up to speed. Uh, now there's Brown, he's not been great. And Taylor, can he beat a man? Um, and when you're playing as a high fullback, you've got to offer much more of an attacking threat. Uh, well, and that sounds bad when he made a goal and scored a goal. Exactly. He's not. He's not. He's, he just. He's he's got something lacking, which you know when Lennon's press conference today he says we're definitely looking to find a sign a centre half and a centre forward. He's he's dropped the left back from a couple of weeks ago, which he said we were looking at. So I still want us to sign a left back. Um, well, he's what three assists and a goal uh, from my memory uh, already. Yeah, but it's easy to cross a ball when there's. When you're in acres of space, right? It is easy to do it. He can't beat a man. He's got no trick, and he hasn't got the pace just to get the ball out his feet and whip it in. He, and I don't think he's going to learn that because of the you know he's only right, he's only twenty two or twenty three. No harm to him. He, he tries. He tries like hell, and you know he's a willing worker and all that. But I, I just don't think he's good enough, and I don't think he ever is going to be good enough. Here, Harry, you're the deputy chairman of the Dump Scott Brown Committee. I... <laughs> <laughs> the well, uh, he's sponsored. He's 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 uh, putting money into Duco James Incorporated. Yeah, so exactly. you know, he's he's, uh, he's he's driving it. The uh, uh, he drives the Duco James Dump Scott Brown bus. Uh, the uh, yeah. Actually, I, I think it was. I, I can't remember what the score was when Brown got the uh, the the crook at the. But I, I, I just think it transfor- it tra- just transforms our midfield. McGregor goes back into that position. In Cham, I mean, as you said, Remy, brilliant pass for the sixth goal. Uh, I just think it, it frees up the midfield. And I think McGregor is certainly brown at this stage of his career as a de- defensive mid- midfielder. McGregor is more than a match for what he can bring. And McGregor obviously brings a bit more creativity. It allows a space in, in the, the starting 11 for in Cham. It's a no-brainer to me. It's it's a no, it's a no-brainer to me. And of course, the the thing is, having done that podcast with Duco James, you're then looking for stuff um, where you get the confirmation bias element of oh. what you're seeing on the park. And there was a bit in the first half where our uh, centre halves were passing the ball about, and people were making angles, and the ball was just bypassing Brown where he was on the pitch there was there was a, a bit for about 10 minutes where 
our centre-halves were passing it and McGregor was moving to pick it up or, or they're passing it away to Elianusi and you thought, we could play with 10 men at the moment and Brown just go off. I mean, I don't mean that in a... In a or because he's shy. I just mean the play was just not not going through him and just bypassing him. Yeah, I um that's him being subbed twice this year. I mean, again, it's a tiny small. Let's get to the bit of Juco James territory here. The uh, it's a tiny sample size. That's pretty statistical, isn't it? Uh, but that's him being subbed twice. Uh, no, I mean his difference is his difference is the Reykjavik game. He subbed at what four nothing. Game's done. Yeah, but Komarna he was taken off too late. Um, he, he he had an absolute mare at Kilmarnock, and and I'm not I'm not a a brown basher, but you know we've been saying for a while he needs to be phased out of the team. Well, but, he can't play every game anymore, and well, you know he's much better in home games when we've got all the ball. Um, but in a game like Kilmarnock where, where they just bypass the midfield, it, it's it's not ideal for him anymore because he, he you know he's passing. He won't break down teams, you know. No, and his legs are definitely going. If you if you run past him, he ain't catching you. The um, before you rudely interrupting me, I thought, <laughs> but uh, maybe uh, maybe Lennon is phasing him out, and this is him beginning to do it. I mean, it's unimaginable. Even last year, certainly two or three years ago, that Brown would have been hooked at Kilmarnock because uh, the you know his reputation would have been as such that oh well, he'll dig us out at the end. Uh, so I wonder, what do you think, Harry? I think they've had a conversation. I, I genuinely do. You would, yeah. out of respect yes. to Scott Brown, you would have a sit-down conversation and say, "Look, I have been in your shoes. Yeah, you know, you're 35. We need you about the club, and we need you. But let's be honest, you you're not as fast as you were two, three, four years ago. And uh, and and you would just have that, and you. I would like to think that he's mature enough to be say to be able to say, "Yeah, you're right. I should be getting faced out here too." I think he. My guess is that he would be mature enough. I plus he knows. I mean, he's a died in the wool football guy. Apparently, uh, I mean, not that I've ever met the guy, but from what I can gather, he's you know might not be you know valedictorian at the University of Edinburgh, or whatever, but a very very smart, switched on guy. So I'm sure he, I'm sure he gets it. It'll be interesting to see because that uh, Champions League tie next week that's going to be a toughie, and I wonder if they'll if they'll start browning that. I wonder if they might change it. Uh, be I bet my, he does. That'll be a real, but and it is going to happen. Um, but uh, you know how do you how does it happen? It'll be interesting to see how how it's handled. Um, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, any other highlights from the game, Harry? Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it, again, the only other thing that that Juco James, I think he mentioned it oh, in the podcast. Can, hang it, hang no. on, hang on. Right, that's it. Right, no more Juco James. We're enough, enough of this character. No, I was going to mention. I would mention it only from the perspective, so it doesn't sound like I'm repeating something. I'm stealing it from somebody else. Um, Elianusi's right-footed on the left, so he starts on the left and comes in. And Edward likes to start from a deep position because remember Strachan on Celtic TV was talking about Ed, whether Edward's a number ten and Hartson was saying he was a number nine. Edward starts up on the left, and there were two or three occasions when they were packed in their defence in the second half. Uh, sorry, in the first half, where literally Ed, we were attacking, and Edward and Elianusi, the ball were, were standing about three feet apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the only other thing that I think we need to be wary of when those two are playing their game. The uh, 
Anyway, I thought uh, Jam looked really, really good when he came on. The other one uh, came on, well, he subbed in uh, Kamala and Ajeti. I thought Ajeti looked like uh, Morelos. A Yeti. <laughs> a Yeti, all right. A Yeti, whatever. I thought he looked... Uh, uh, what, I, I, I can't... <laughs> so I, I, do, I, do, I do need to interrupt. Why has nobody mentioned how good Edward's goal was? Oh, that's right. I Well... <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it looked as if he'd bumped into about three players in the first viewing. But when you saw it slowed down, Jesus, his footwork was fantastic. It was a bit of a five-a-side goal, wasn't it? It was about five defenders standing around him and he just kind of jinked his way through. I mean, no, you would have to think... Oh, especially, decent... when he knew, especially when he knew, he knew he was coming off. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, I better score, I'm going <laughs> off. It's just a phenomenal goal. Hey, are we giving a Yeti... A, what is it, Remy? A Yeti? A Yeti. A, a Yeti. A Yeti. He, 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 you, you're the Celtic TV man. You, you hang on the YouTube channels every word. What he, he told you in an interview how to pronounce it. Right, and I, I actually thought it'd been done for your benefit. The uh, he looked a bit uh, conditioned, Harry. Yeah, Aye. but to be fair, Aye. well, he's been on the beach, wasn't he? Last week, he's been on the beach and he's in the middle of his summer holiday, so um, I wasn't looking to be coming back for another couple of weeks. So we have uh, we've just spent quite a lot of money on him, Harry. How does he fit into a starting eleven? I, I think. Um, I think we are, we are looking to try and play two up front. I, I think he, he's for pairing with somebody up front. Because I, th- I thought it was interesting that when he came on, it was him and Klamala both came on. So it was two strikers that were brought on when he came on. Um, so I think I think, I think think that's why Lennon says... I think there's a double thing. Lennon says we're still looking for a striker. And I think that's partly to protect ourselves because the transfer window is so long this summer that somebody might come in for an offer for Edward that we we'd have to take. Um, and I think the other thing is because I think Lennon wants to try and play two up front as as much as possible to to prevent Kilmarnock type performances. You know, think there might be an issue with Griffiths as well that he they might look to get rid of him. Oh, he, Lennon addressed that today, and I watched it in typical fashion. And he, uh, Lennon, was pretty swift knocking that down. There was a story about Aberdeen or something, wasn't there? Yeah, but I think I think we're planning on the basis that we can't um, we can rely on on Griffiths being fit ever. And so, if he wants to play two up front, you need four strikers. So that would be Edward, Ayeti, Klamala, and one other. Um, yeah. My head's exploding now. I mean, how do you? Three, five, two. You're not going to have five strikers. You're definitely not going to have five strikers. Would you let uh, Griffiths go, Rem? Yep. What you want him scoring against you? Because he he will <laughs> every chance he's, he gets. If he's only in, if he's only in loan, well, he only, only ever scored once against us when he was fit. So uh, you know, if you're going to loan him out, he can't play against you anyway. Um, see if you're right, Harry. My my head's exploding because if you're playing three, five, two. How do you fit them all in? Where does Elliot Nussi play? I mean, pfft. plays in Christie's position. Yeah, Elliot Nussi's number ten. Um, back three, you'd have. I mean, if you got um, the boy, uh, what's the boy? The boy from Brighton, Duffy. If you got Duffy in, you'd need another one. Well, you get Elhamed, Julian, Beaton, Duffy, and Ayer are the centre halves at the moment. Um, if you play a three. And who do you play on the right? Forrester Frimpong. He, Lennon loves... I mean, anyway, I, probably a discussion for another time, but the... 
I mean, I, I much prefer... Isn't that what you want, though? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's why... Can you imagine being a manager trying to pick a team and keep everybody happy? That was oh, tough. The, I, I mean, I also wonder in terms of wanting this... You, you, the situations that might arise in the next few months where, uh, you know, three players have got to go and self-isolate and you've still got to fulfil a fixture. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, but I, you know, it's hard telling a player that. It's, you, you don't worry, you know, somebody's going to get isolated pretty soon and you're going to get your chance. And, the, you know, if I'm the player, I'm thinking, well, you don't know that. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. But I think we'll have a, I think we'll have a much better squad, and that rather than have a squad of thirty with guys that are never going to get a game, we're maybe only going to have twenty, twenty-two, and they can all play. So, if you're out of form, you can get dropped, or right. have a calf injury, whatever. But you can be dropped, and somebody else can take your place. So, if he goes with Forrest and he's He's no doing it. He can put Frimpong in, um, and if Frimpong's no doing it, he can put Forrest in. So, or, or Mikey Johnson, or, or whoever he he looks to put in those places. Because I think we're going to, I think we've got rid of a lot of players. Um, I was looking at it. I think we've got rid of about ten players, and we've only signed three. Um, so our squad is a lot smaller. And when you see the bench we have, I know it doesn't work at Kilmarnock, but the, the the bench we have just now is, I mean, every single one of them would get into every team in Scotland, I would say. Um, the, the, the strength and depth we have just now looks fantastic. We're still trying to buy two or three players. We're not finished yet. And if we hold on to everybody, we'll, we'll have a, a great squad. I mean, and if we have to sell somebody, it'd be higher for me. Um, and keep Edward for the season. The um, uh, what was it going? To, actually, it'll be interesting. We should move on. But just on the Griffiths, Lennon was asked about that today, and in, in the context of uh, Scotland, uh, Harry, and he said a oh, calf injury. And I don't think anybody believes that. But uh, if if Scotland pick him and, and he shows up, uh, he better have a calf injury. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting, <laughs> won't it? Or or maybe the Scotland just won't pick him because he hasn't played. Scotland won't uh, pick him. Nah, I guess. Yeah. Why would they? Well, they're not, kind of short of goal scorers, aren't they? Well, you, you, you're still not going to pick a guy that's not played for six months. Yeah, fair enough. Here, we'll move on. Uh, other news announced today. Uh, my political hero, not... Uh, what's her face? Um, Sturgeon. Theresa May. Theresa May. Alex. Actually, I, Sturgeon, I, I had a go at her years ago in a column. She wrote a letter to The Guardian about me. But um, anyway, here uh, f- fans invited in. Uh, how are you? Is that why you and Murray get your job? I uh, probably. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> the uh, no, it was in the context of a football thing. Anyway, we'll not go on. Uh, here, uh, Harry uh, announced today fans allowed into sporting events in Scotland. Uh, what's going on? Are we starting? Are we definitely getting the first the first shot at it in uh, in Scottish football? And why? You probably know why are we getting the first shot. Well, I think as we we take more steps than everyone else to be able to be in a position to get this, the first shot. I mean, what was it in May? We hired, we put, we took a six month contract out starting in June, for I think it, we've hired out something like sixty percent of all the portaloos that exist in Scotland. <laughs> that, hey, that's why you're on this podcast. You know nonsense like that, right? <laughs> you come on here every week. Port portaloo. 
Did you know that Harry started up a portaloo business in April? (laughs) (laughs) It's like all those uh, Boris Johnson cronies. I knew what was coming. I don't actually have the portaloos, but I've got a contract for them. Yeah. Is that right? We ordered all the portaloos in Scotland. A big chunk of them, yeah. I know someone who works. He knew knew Transmit was going, so he bought them all. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we've got portalo- we've got all the portalos, and the simple thing is we've got we got the biggest stadium, so it's easier for, easier yeah. for us to to distance ourselves out. Uh, how many we get? How many do you think we'll get in? Oh, I think they're going to go with some silly amount of like six, seven, eight hundred or something like that. Which, if they give us that few, we'll stick them all in the one stand, which sort of defeats the purpose to me. Yeah. Surely you could you could go with four or five thousand and I have them in the whole ground. Ah, but then and you'd you ha- could have a distance out. Well, you, then you'd have to staff the whole ground. It'd be cheaper to staff the one stand, I guess. Yeah. I, I remember, sorry, go on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the biggest challenge for the club is the no-win situation of who, uh, whatever the number is, who do they choose in that group? Yeah. Whatever Who's getting in apart from you? Who's getting in apart for you, Harry? That's what we want to know. Well, I mean, well, what would you do, Remy? Because your options are try and have as many people from the same family group and then getting back to yep. Lawrence's point there, you can bunch them up and then it minimises your spread across because you could have five people sitting together. Do you go to the corporates because they've got, they pay the most money for the, you know, they're paying a fortune for their Celtic TV subscription at the moment. So do you get, do you stick them in the ground because they pay more? Um, do you go to Paul the Tim because <laughs> Paul the no, but but Jen, you know, I'm picking uh-huh. Paul because yep. because Paul went to every single home away friendly game that Celtic played in the nine in a row. So do you go to Paul to get him, make sure he's first back in? Yeah, and he's already done the PSG game this season. The uh... do you, yeah, do you, do you go to do you go to health workers and say like the you 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 did a fantastic job, so we're going to reward you with games at Celtic Park. There's there's a reason for picking all those groups. Yeah, I think that I think it'll be the fat cats first. Um, especially if they're only going to open the, the main stand, I think that's who will get in first. Um, because are they are they not on a refund for every game they miss, or a partial refund? I think they're on a refund think, for the food they're not eating. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll go with them because they can also test out their hospitality. Um, but I mean, I think they've asked for a thousand for the Motherwell game, um, which is what oh, is that's August the thirty first. Rugby's getting a thousand in August the twenty eighth at Murrayfield. Um, we've asked for well a low number for August the thirty first, and if it goes well, you, there's no reason why you couldn't ramp it up after that. The um... inviting, inviting everybody under the age of thirty five since they're the people who don't die from it. You know, there's, there's well, a whole load of reasons. That's, that's me and you fucked then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, two, we're getting in in April. Two, uh, two things, two two things. No swearing on this podcast, and the other one oh. is, is oh. I, I think the science is now saying that people under thirty-five, certainly in the states, are are just as, as susceptible to to serious consequences from COVID. But uh, on that uh, medical note, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you mind, I don't think you minded swearing when Harry was well, on the that's, podcast. That's oh, sorry, a, that's when you're in Harry's podcast. That's a that's, that's a low rent. You know, you you know. Lowest common denominator. I show that one. The uh, so uh, Harry, this is not. We hard don't to... do countdowns to guests getting on here. Right. The uh, <laughs> this is probably not hard to imagine for you and your fantasy world. But say you are the chief executive of Celtic. Uh, who, seriously, who would you let in? 
probably. Um, I'd pro and I'm not one of these people, so so I would probably let the 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 pack cats in because they pay me more money. Oh, that'll not go down well, will it? No, but it, but no matter which person you pick, you will get criticised. So you may as well pick the people yeah. who pay you most money. Yeah, if Paul the Tim gets in, right, he'd be as well deleting his Twitter account because uh, he'll get slated. You know, if I get in, I'd get slated. It, 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 you can't win. Harry's right. You cannot win. I mean, the, the, the ideal is that they, we get thirty thousand in, so you will get in every second game. Um, but you know, a thousand, you, you cannot. You just cannot. And there's no way they can do a ballot, and people will go, "Oh, that was that was fair." Um, it, it's an it's an impossible, an impossible choice for a thousand people uh, and I'm with Harry I think they go for the fat cats even a thousand won't satisfy them why don't you do a live draw on Celtic TV or something a thousand names out of hat how long do you think that would take (laughs) it's writing all the names on the bits of paper pay per view pay per view (laughs) $7.99 for free on your Celtic pass pass to paradise you know two days watching your name coming out of hat that would be brilliant. Jenny McCullough, you pronouncing the names wrong? That'd that be brilliant. That would be, it'd be better than some of the stuff on Celtic TV, to be fair. The, uh, anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see. When's it getting announced? And, and, then, and then somebody goes, is that, is that 953 <laughs> or 954? Oh, we're going to have to start again. Oh, no. Uh, well, Anyway, I'm just I'm just throwing ideas for content out there to Celtic TV. So if there, yeah, anyway, it's just a thought. Uh, but that's good news, though, isn't it? Overall, though, Harry. Yeah, I mean, it is good. Great. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, look, we cannot put the whole world on pause um, during this. You've got to try and hope that there's a way of easing things back to 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 moving towards away from complete lockdown to something. Yeah. Uh, some form of normality. So move towards it. If you can go to the pub, if you can go to, if you can go to the cinema, uh, and and an out and an outdoor event is safer than an indoor event, then they've got to try and find a way to get people into football grounds. Um, my pal, your pal, everybody's pal, you and Murray was at the Hamilton game covering it for the Guardian, and I think he was not complimentary about watching Scottish football without any fans. So I'm not sure what it'll be like in the ground, but uh, I guess a thousand people again will be extremely excited. Um, well, at least he was watching a top flight game. He, his club plays in the second <laughs> tier. How, how shite's that standard? <laughs> the, uh, you know what? I've got it. They should invite everybody who's on a Celtic. Po- oh, no, that'd be more than a thousand. <laughs> they need to be 25,000 for that. Anyway, here. Uh, so, you're going to say something, Rem? Sorry, I interrupted you. I was just going to ask uh, Harry if if he we do get in and we've got to wear a mask, are, are super dry doing them? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, right. Listen, uh, crack on. A uh, couple more bits of business, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, the transfer stuff. There's tons of stuff kicking around. I guess the biggest news of the week is not an incoming. Uh, it's a potential outgoing. Tom Rogic. Would you sell him, Harry? Aye. Yeah. I mean, wait, he can't get, He's in the Griffiths land of. Uh, in fact. Griffiths has contributed. I mean, not not mean this in a, having a go at Tom Rogic, but but Griffiths has contributed more to the first team in the last twelve months than Tom Rogic has. Yeah. So if you can get four million quid for a guy that you can't get on, that's 
not getting on the bench never seems to be fit I don't know whether he's not motivated to be here but hasn't really been fit for three years I think that's a good bit of business although I noticed Lennon today said that they've not had a bid they just had an inquiry which then implies that the news leaking out that they'd had a bid and he was off to Qatar might not it might have come from the same type of source that Ayers the interest in Ayers has come from Uh Um, and and then again, the point I would always make is if if the stories are being, you know, sometimes fans can be critical of the club. If the stories are patently being leaked by the agent of the player, I would suggest the issue of who wants to leave the club is not the club's issue. Yeah, it's the player. The uh, I don't know what understand why they do it. Just I, I mean, does it help? Does it help speed up the process? I, I just I don't understand. Well, it maybe flushes out other people if there's other interest. Um, uh, that's about all I could say. I mean, at, at four million, I would sell him. Um, he's he's given us some fantastic memories. He scored some really big goals. He scored some cracking goals, but he hasn't really done it for a while. Uh, and he's obviously not going to get a game in the current team. He's probably sixth or seventh choice midfielder, um, and it. You know, to be fair, I think he wants to go. Um, so I would be looking to, you know, if we need to get some money in, why not get? Why not sell him? Uh, the obvious I'd one. I'd always sell players that want to go. They're the, they're the obvious ones to sell. <laughs> You'd be selling half the first team, <laughs> Remy. No, but I don't think I don't think Edward wants to go this season. I think he'll see the season out. My fear is if we don't make the Champions League, there's still a month for the transfer window, and he might be tempted elsewhere. But right now. All things being equal, and we make the Champions League. I think Edward's staying. If I'm Edward, I mean the clubs. I saw Newcastle mentioning connection with him the other day. Why would you go there? Exactly. That, that was my point. I mean, the ones that have been rumoured are like Newcastle, Brighton, Aston Villa. He's miles better than those those teams. Miles, and he's a bit like Dembele. He's sensible enough to know it. He will not go to a team like that. The uh... Leicester. That was the other one. He won't go there either. That was amazing. Can you imagine all those tubes in England watching that Leon? Leon, who did Leon beat again? Uh, Man City. Imagine watching that and thinking, because when Dembele came on that night, he looked, he looked like he was so up for it in a way I'd never seen him that much in the last few months at Celtic. He looked so up for that. He scored twice. He looked like a skillful Lukaku. That's who he looked like. Absolutely phenomenal. And all these clubs in England, top clubs who wouldn't sort of jump at, well, who didn't jump at somebody like Dembele and who probably wouldn't jump at somebody like Edward. I mean, absolutely clueless. Is it just snobbery, Harry? Of course it's snobbery. I mean, it's the only explanation that you can give. And it's just sheer stupidity. I mean... Well, but they've been doing it for ages. I mean, I, I remember, I remember having a conversation with a, there was a guy, a guy, and I was working with, and he was a Arsenal fan, and he was talking about Arsenal. So this is like obviously a while ago, and I said, Do you know what? See if you came and knocked on our door with fifteen million quid, you could have Virgil Van Dyke and Fraser Foster, and see if you did that, you'd be a Champions League, you'd be challenging for the Champions League with those two in your team. And he laughed at me. It's but look at the look at Dembele. Look at Armstrong at Southampton. Look at Tierney at Arsenal. I mean, there's a proven record of Celtic players leaving and and succeeding at a quotes unquote higher level. It's uh, 
so I just don't. It's just ranks. It's the opposite of the of the Moneyball thing. You know, in the you know emotions are this whole that the the problem being that emotions are are uh, a bigger influence than than raw stats are. And people look at players from Scotland and think, no, you know, they come from Scotland. They can't be that good. And whereas the yeah, but we we all know we all know by watching Edward how good he is. And it doesn't matter that he plays in Scotland; he would still do it, and he'll do that in any league. But he won't go to a top four team in England, and he probably should. You know, if any, if these teams in England had anything about them, I looked at them properly, looked at them properly, looked at the record of top Celtic players when they leave and go to quotes and quotes again higher level. Uh, the recent record is phenomenal, Harry. If you're doing your proper analytics and your stats and you would look you would look at the stats and, and they must be able to get hold of these through Y Scout or whatever. You would look at the stats of Van Dyke, Dembele, Kieran Tierney, Stuart Armstrong at Celtic, then look at the the graph of their stats when they went away from Celtic and then you would look back at Edward. Yeah. And for me you would you would then go, right, okay, I got and then you would maybe try and find a a failure, a guy who left Celtic in the recent past and went away, and you would look at his stats at Celtic and away, and you would, and I reckon you could analyse it and look back and look and go, right, okay, we can see a trend here. I can pick up Edward for forty million quid off Celtic, and I'm still saving money because if I went and buy Dembele now, it cost me sixty, seventy million quid. Yeah. Van Dijk cost seventy million quid on the second move. Kieran Tierney from Arsenal, sixty, seventy, eighty million quid they would charge. So I think you can you can easily look at it and go, right. I can make a saving here. And you would, for me, you would look at value for money players you can get from Celtic would be the players we just talked about. Not that I want to sell them, but you would look at Edward and Cham, Christie, Ayer. I would look at those four players and I would think, I think those four players have got the ability, depending on what type of club I was, to play at a certain standard down in the English Premiership. The, uh, and you would sign them. I was listening to, I think it was a transfer window podcast, you know, the one with uh, Ian McGarry and Graham Hunter and all that. And Arsenal were signing some defender from Lille, I think it was, and it was 35 million euros. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you could probably get, maybe Ayer is worth 20, 30 million. Uh, I don't think he is. Well, what, but if there was some uh, anonymous boy, I mean, I don't follow French football, especially close, but, I would, you know, he hasn't certainly caught my attention. Uh I hope he, if he goes, I hope he goes for that. But you know, you're buying, you're you've got to do a lot of work, coaching work, and you're you're paying for potential. I mean, Tierney, Tierney was a lot, a lot, uh, a lot better defensively, a lot better player than Ayers. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's proven it now. And it is allegedly the number one name on the Arsenal strip sales. The uh, well, that as well. Uh, yeah, there you I go. tell you what I would be I would be looking into in addition to the stats of a player getting back to the Armstrong thing I would be looking at the intelligence I'd be trying to find out well, about the, intel- the intelligence of the player because see if the guy is smart I would then think I've got a much better chance of of getting the, an additional 10% out of this guy whereas if he stick his mints yeah. I, I, you wouldn't so I would look at Aya and I'd be thinking I would look into it and you would see that he's a smart guy and I would say, that's a guy that I can then coach to get another 10, 15% out of because he's intelligent. Well, He's educated. Um, 
The post-Moneyball era in the States was basically... Uh, Theo Epstein, uh, he was a guy, he was the general manager of the Boston Red Sox. They went to the Chicago Cubs, who hadn't won who hadn't won the World Series since 19-0-canteen or whatever. And uh, and he was a, he was at the forefront of the Moneyball era, in which, uh, obviously, they did the, the raw analytics on stats, uh, hits, runs, whatever. But but what the, uh, Epstein went, then went into was character. They started, you know, the Cub Scouts started doing character assessments, uh, you know, intelligence uh, assessments, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, and and the, lo and behold, the Cubs win the World Series after 100 years or whatever. Uh, and it was, you know, the, the Cubs signed guys who were character guys, dressing room guys. And you look at, you know, Tierney's, I mean, just a good guy to have around the place. Uh, Armstrong, smart guy, good guy to have around the place, isn't going to cause any problems. You look at a guy like, no wonder nobody wants Morales because he just, he's just a problem. Um, so I, my point is, you're, I think you're dead right, Harry. Uh, you know, and you know, look at these, this, the players Celtic have sold in the last six, seven, eight years who have gone down south. You would have to say that, that one Yama, who had a very good post Celtic career and got a good move to Spurs, did well at Spurs. Uh, was the quotes and quotes was the sole failure amongst them? He was nowhere near a failure. Uh, uh, yeah, and then in addition to Wanyama, who again you're looking at, if I'm looking to sign, you're looking at what what would be the the sort of what's the downside of making this signing? Although I don't think they have those considerations because there's so much money kicking around the Premiership. But you look at key. Ki Sung Young, Great. who had a decent career kicking around, and and I know, and again, he wasn't a full time player, but he played for a a year for us. Um, look at Denier. Yes, uh, Leon, captain yep. of Leon. Yeah, and 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 his performances here. I again, you also then got to look at if I'm an agent, you got to look at making sure your your client goes to the right club because he went to. Sunderland, who played him as a left back and a hold midfield player, and he looked shite. Um. Anyway, it's uh. But by the same token, if if I'm Aberdeen, if I'm a club like Aberdeen, Griffiths would be a transformational signing for them. Yeah, I would. If I was the yeah, boy, if I, instead of yeah, going on, how did he pay his wages? How did he pay his wages? How, they can't afford his wages. Well, they sell one of their lumps. <laughs> they sell who? Well. Somebody will buy McKenna for a couple of million, won't they? Which would get you... Well, and then it gets into the character issue, doesn't it, Harry, I guess? <laughs> with, with Griffiths. Um, yeah. yeah, I think if you're Aberdeen, your perfect solution is you get Griffiths on loan. Celtic pay a bit of his salary. And uh, he doesn't play against Celtic. I mean, from Celtic's perspective, if Griffiths drops to a fifth-choice striker, would you be better having an unreliable Griffiths fifth-choice who hopefully can get his, his life together and become third choice? Or do you ship him off to Aberdeen on loan where he doesn't play against us, but he's fifth choice and plays, but he's first choice at Aberdeen and plays against the Huns? Yeah, and then if you want to buy him next summer, he's only got a year left in his contract, so it's a much easier deal to do. Um, the one thing about getting rid—he's just a nuisance around the dressing room, isn't he? I, don't, I mean, again, I don't know. You hear all conflicting things like a to, decent. A to decent... me, to me, he's not worth the bother anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. That—that's—he's had far too many chances right now. I don't know. People would say, "Oh, he deserves another one." He's had too many. 
And when people serially cock up, they'll just do something different the next time. He, he's to me, I wouldn't. I would be trying to get him out of the club. Uh, just two more things. Uh, we're collecting strikers, and we're collecting buying striker rumours. Harry, uh, some boy from Turkey was rumoured again. Caleb Ekuban, is that right? Uh, yep. And uh, that's. I mean, you weren't on, but I kind of. I am worried that this is a sign that uh, Edward will be off in the transfer window. I mean. And there was a very wise man, don't know whatever happened to him, a guy called Mark Cooper used to be on our podcast. And, and Mark always made the point of um, we spend three, four million, two, two, at that point, two to three million pounds on, on a range of strikers. And we've only got one striker in position. So all that happens is we have two guys that we sign for two and a half million quid, neither of them... And, and there's one main striker that we've got. So two guys are vying for... So the main striker plays for most of the game. So he plays for 80 minutes in five games in a row. So that means we've got 50 minutes of total playing time available to try and make one of the other £2.5 billion strikers a decent player. Yeah. And, and so actually all that happens is you waste your money and you lose... And you both of them leave... On on a free transfer. So what's the solution then? Saving up all your money and buying a buying an uh, an Edward. Yeah, yeah. Going and buying an Edward. I know okay, Dembele didn't cost us anything, but Dembele was when we signed him uh, a, a, a seven, eight, nine million pound striker. We paid him so, a fortune as well, didn't we? Correct. So yeah, instead of buying three two and a half million pound strikers, buy one seven million pound striker and have two strikers. I would imagine that, that was the thinking of the Tony thing, although he's a bit older, though, isn't he? He's 24, 25, something. The, the other thing that Tony, we may be doing... It's Tony, not Tony. Oh, Tony, all right. Tony was that horrible Bulgarian fella. Tony. The, other thing, the other thing we might be doing, now that we've got a director of football of sorts in Nick Hammond, we may be doing the incredible, the incredible thing that Celtic have never done. We may be buying Edward's replacement for next summer. This summer, that would be a uh, planning. <laughs> he's he's. I'm pretty impressed with him, Harry. Yeah, he's been pretty good, isn't he? We seem to be a bit more organised. Less less kind of scattergun. I got that wrong. Well, somebody tweeted up from the website Transfer Market the trans each transfer window of Brendan Rodgers. Oh, well, you know. Sticking every player in European football on a dartboard and chucking a dart at it, we oh. would have had a better record. Get, yeah. Getting a chimpanzee to pick names out of a hat, we would have had a better <laughs> transfer record than we had under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. And that Martin Compere transfer, tell you what, I just get Robert Muller to look into that transfer. I'll leave it at that. Um, we should, uh, two games coming up. Uh, Saturday, is it five o'clock? We got that right, Rem? Dundee United? Half five. Five five. Can I get anything right? No. Uh, the uh, pick a team for us. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the same team that uh, played on Tuesday night. Why is that? Well, they won six nil. Um, so, it, you know, if you if you play in a team that won six nil, yeah, you 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 know you wouldn't expect to be getting dropped or rested on the. The Saturday, um, so unless Ayers coming back, 
Uh, I, I, you know, I'd like in Champ to start. I think in Champ should start instead of Christie. Um, but I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the same team. The uh, yeah, I think I think they might play Frimpong. They might bring Frimpong back in. Uh, although if if El Hamid can can stay fit, what a player he'll be for the season because I absolutely love him. Uh, Harry, what are you thinking? Is this the time to give Scott Brown a rest? Uh, my, my, I would like to see us playing um, in Cham instead of Brown. Yeah. I just think it would be more creative. Um, what with McGregor but, going back into that sort of sitting role? Uh huh. Yeah, with McGregor um, occupying the space behind it in front of the front four. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's played the same team, and also wouldn't be surprised if Frimpong came in for El Hamid. Wouldn't be surprised if he plays the same team because it gives him the ability to to go to three at the back, the flexibility to go to three at back if he wants. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised because he likes Frimpong. Um, has anybody seen Dundee United? I watched their game against Hibs, uh, which was on Sky. Um, they were pretty poor. Really? Mind you, every game in Sky has been wrong. Oh, Papa, uh, has it been 3 0 nils or something? Oh, no, the Aberdeen St. Johnson. Well, Aberdeen scored a scabby, deflected trundler. Um, but it was um, Dundee United, Hibs. Dundee United, Hibs won 1 0, but. Um, I, I don't think Dundee United were much cop. The, the results have started off okay, yeah. considering a promoted team and most of their team played in the championship. Although the you know some of them have played in the Premier League before, but that was a few years ago for guys like Mark Reynolds. I mean, he's no very good. Um, they've not got a lot up front. Uh, Shankland's injured, won't be playing. I don't think he's much cop anyway, but. Um, so I think we will batter them. The uh, I saw a story, Harry, about uh, Shankland. This team in France, there's a team in this French second division. Keep trying to buy Scottish strikers. That's, they must have an. There must be an agent in Scotland trying to facilitate something there. Dudu McDuhan. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant! Uh, right, and the other game next Wednesday. Uh, oh, give me a score prediction, uh, Harry, for Dundee United. Um, 3-0. 3-0. By the way, f- at 5.30 is a good time, isn't it, for a game? Saturday night? Watch the game and then go out partying? No. I, I think, yeah, I think I when you're... I wish I was going. Uh, if you're not going to the games, I think the idea that you've got your whole Saturday to yourself and then you can watch it. Oh, it's brilliant. It's tea, tea time, I think, it's a great time. What time's that in California? Uh, it is 9.30. Perfect. Although I like to get up in the morning. I like to get up at six, watch the game, and then go do my stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, if I was away, that, that would be a tremendous uh, time to, for an away day. That would have been brilliant. The crowd would be absolutely burling. Um, but unfortunately, we're, we're not allowed to go, but because of the way the fixtures fall, we're going to Tanadice twice, so hopefully we can all get to go the next time. The uh, is that a is that a regular? Is it going to be a regular time slot on Sky, or is it just because they've got nothing else? It's just because they've got nothing else oh, just really? now. No right. doubt we'll be back to we'll be back to half twelve on a Sunday at Dingwall and all that soon. No doubt. Uh, big game note is next Wednesday. Uh, Ferns Varish, uh, Harry, give us your scouting report on Hungary's seventh <laughs> best team. <laughs> 
Uh, do you want do you want me to do your stereotypical Scottish football pundit of uh, they're always they're always uh, technically very good for the Hungarians. I mean, obviously, Puskas is retired now, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, they've only played one game. That's all I know. Their draw, they they drew it. Uh, their league's just started, but I did their league game at the weekend was cancelled to give give them time to prepare for the uh, for this Champions League game. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to try and pronounce the Swedish team there. Oh I'm no, not, I will. I was praying for that. What, 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 how do you pronounce? Because I was I was thinking about it. And I'm thinking no, I'm not having to go to that. <laughs> no, on, on you go. No, on you no, go. no, I can't. Even, I'd never even heard. I mean, that's really bad. Let me see where I'm looking at here. Uh, Harry, pronounce the Swedish team name for me, would you? Oh, no, no. I, I looked at it. I, I don't need to know the name. <laughs> Dear Garden. Because we're not playing them. We're <laughs> not playing them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Were you surprised, Harry, though, that the, uh, the technical expertise of the Hungarian team overcame the, the <laughs> stolid physical approach of the Swedish champions? Yeah, we know, we know the Swedes are always uh, very strong physical sides. <laughs> And uh, I mean, on a, do you know, I was listening to Radio Scotland, right? And I know I'm going to mention his name one more time, right? But obviously, no, no, no right. right. I was going to say Jack's been on the podcast, right? Yeah. So, and then, and then Mark, and then there's all, all the other podcasts that talk in detail about stats and all that yeah. type of stuff. And I'm listening to Radio Scotland uh, just before. Just before I got home midweek, and and they're talking to Pat Bonner, and no disrespect to Pat Bonner, and and Tom English, and 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 I thought, wow, all of a sudden this feels really dated. Yeah, the the way that they are talking about football feels like something from a different age. It's a bit like this podcast. <laughs> no, but because all the supporters <laughs> I know talking talk about tact you know all supporters that i come across now talk about tactics and talk about systems and talk about expected goals and you know and, and men well they won't talk about expected goals but they'll have an awareness of expected goals and they and 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 then you hear them talking about that yeah well the the swedes are with their physical styles and and the, you know we always know that the hungarians are very technically adapt when when the, there's probably like two hungarians play for finish for a start yeah. Um, and 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 it just felt very dated, very last century. Um, I wish I really could bring. I, I just didn't have time to look at. I mean, I would have done at Fern Faros, uh, but uh, these must be decent enough. I mean, who fucking knows? You know. What uh, you'll find is that you should you should call them Fraddy, and then that's you up with the lingo. Oh, there man. you go. The uh, yeah. the uh, anyway, we've got to get through this, Harry, haven't we? Oh, I think I think uh, having a, I mean our away our away form in the last few years has actually been pretty good. Yeah. But I I think having a home advantage in in this period is a massive massive difference in European football. You've not had to travel. You've not got any concerns about having to take and retake umpteen tests going in and out of a country and all that type of stuff. Um, you've not got the concerns. What if one of our players and we have to ship somebody over? Like uh, it's a one. One of the teams, they're basically getting an all-star select from their league on loan to be able to play a game. You're kidding me, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Slovan Bratislava. Uh, they're having to, you're allowed to loan 13 players or something to play. It's weird. The, uh, I didn't, Moravchik 67, I, I, I meant to look it up. Yeah, Kosovo's Pristina loan players from rivals for their European league. Oh, they basically it, got a league yeah. select. They basically yeah. got a league select How to play against... That? 
Red Star, because they've got eight players or something that can't that have tested positive ah. or in isolation, and they've just and you'd like to as Remy says you'd like to get emergency loan, so they basically just shipped over players from other teams in the league to play this game against the uh, Reds against the uh, Lincoln Red Imps in Gibraltar. Who um, didn't Maravchik sixty seven do a thing about who we could who we could face in the next round if we get through this one? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, to be fair, it's all it's all opening up for us. Uh, oh, is because it? Well, Astana get knocked out. Yeah. Um, Leon get knocked out of the, this year's Champions League, which meant that Ajax went straight into the group stages, which meant that uh, a couple of teams moved up the, the pecking order and we can't play them anymore. So, you know, we say it every year, we, we should make it. Uh, we're seeded all the way through to the playoff round. Um, I mean, obviously we haven't got that far the last few years, but you're right, we must get through this one. I know we drop into Europa League playoffs, but we we must get to the playoff round at least and give ourselves the best chance of getting through. Uh, um, and yeah, the home advantage should be massive on uh, Wednesday night. Um, I'm looking at our projected uh, opponents for... This is uh, Moravchik67. What a Twitter feed that is. It's an absolute banger. Uh, Carabag, Leisure Warsaw, Maccabee Tel Aviv, Molda, and Dinamo Brest. I mean, none of Yeah, it was Dinamo Brest that beat uh, Astana 6 3. Uh, that's a bit scary. Then, if we get through uh, to the fourth, is that, that's a playoff round, isn't it? It's a two legged affair, yep. so you'd fancy us. They're the only one. I mean, Red Star, looked, I saw them a bit last year. They look pretty decent. Young Boys, Ludigrets, Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague looked really good, actually. They beat. Today, I think they, they were in the same group as Barcelona. I gave them a right good game, actually. Although Barcelona are obviously mints. Um, anyway, who, who knows? How important is it for us to get through, Harry? Oh, it's, it's enormous. Is because it? I, th- I, I think if we get through, you know, Peter can pay himself his bonus and get a million pound salary this year. <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> and of course, we know that that's the most important thing at the club. Oh, fuck. There's an extra space opened up for you, Remy, for that for that Motherwell game. Aye, oh, that's it. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I think I might be uh, deputising. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, right. off number eight, Brady. So uh, <laughs> that's right. Be, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get an email as soon as this podcast goes out. Um, so anyway, I, I guess uh, not, we should probably wrap this up. Um, Ferns Varys, Harry, give us a score prediction. Oh, we should them. Yeah. It's... I mean, I know they're very technically uh, oh, gifted sorry. players. <laughs> no, but I... Well, I thought Cluj were a pretty decent team. They can't be uh, better than Cluj. And I remember that, even if it gets down to a kind of tight game like that, we still beat Cluj 2-0 at home last year uh, in the Europa League. Obviously not in the Champions League. Uh, but a different... Uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, Rem, are you confident? Yes, I'm. I'm very confident we will. Uh, I think we'll beat. I think we'll win by at least three on Wednesday. The um, actually, I'm, I'm back on ground. I feel more solid. And just to finish it off, uh, you go first, Remy. Do you think this team's better than last year's team? That's too early to say. Okay. Come on. See, how many competitive well, games have we played? Yeah, but how about look at the squads? Is this squad better than last year's squad? Well, we don't know about the goalkeeper yet, and I'm not. That's not me slagging him. He's he's only had two games, so you know he's got he's got big gloves to fill. Yeah, uh, El Yunusi will be fit 
obviously. Uh, and we, we didn't have him for half a season. Brown is another year older and is on the wane. Um, so I, I just think it's... You know, the, the one thing I'd say is that guys like El Hamed and Julian have had a full pre-season yeah. with us. Um, and... You know, and we, you know, we at least had a couple of games. We've, we've at least had. I mean, when we play Ferenc Varos on Wednesday, we'll have a, that'll be our fifth competitive game. So we're not going into these games cold, like we usually do. Um, I mean, last season we started battering teams uh, quite easily. Um, you know, okay, we had a wee blip at Kilmarnock, but you know the the Govan Galacticos uh, then blew it at Livingston. Um, so, I it's too early to say. I mean, ask me in ask me in November, and I'll and I'll maybe have a view then once we've played every team once. The uh, I was going to say, don't know about the goalie, but uh, Julian and El Hamid, they'll be better players this year for having been in Scotland for a little while. I think Ayers a year developed on. I think Taylor's an upgrade on Ball and Golly. Uh, I think Brown's going to get uh, phased out, which I think will improve the team. Um, uh, um, Elianusi is going to have a good season. Edward will he can't, he's not going to get worse, obviously. Uh, I think just Forrest was my one concern, but he'll still be a good player for us. I think the bench is much, much stronger. I think we're a much better team, or a much better squad this season uh, than we were last season. Uh, Harry, final word? I think we need to see the end of the transfer window. I think we're stronger... We've now got Frimpong. Where we signed him last season, but he's turned. He's you know he's evolving into a, into a player. We did have Taylor this time last season, and we have Bolingoli. We now don't have Bolingoli because he'll never play for the club again. Yeah. So from a squad perspective, we at least Hayes wasn't the greatest, but at least we have Bolingoli, Hayes, and Taylor that could fill in on the left back side. We've got to get a left back. Um, yeah, we do need a left back. Well. Um, somebody's Remy. Have you got a bangle on or something like that? There's a or something. There's something rattling away here in the background. Anyway, not to nope. worry. Um, here, is I, it your brain? I, it might be my brain rattling around in the my small brain rattling around in my head. Um, here, Harry. I, I know you had to uh, shove a few things around to come on, but uh, brilliant to have you on, pal. Uh, always good, and uh, good luck with your own podcast. I hope it improves soon. <laughs> you guys say goodbye have you not is that you in the Huffner I mean, no yes I've got uh, some brilliant guests lined up in our podcast oh have you oh, have you yeah. have you nicked more any more of pot- uh, I know potential exactly <laughs> that's unbelievable anyway uh, we'll leave it at that uh, you wanted, who have you got coming on is Peter Lowell coming on again if you if you're a fan of uh, positive thinking, oh my I've God. got a good guest coming on. Right, okay. Well, is it the same? Positive mindsets. Is it the same? <laughs> is it is it Lackey? <laughs> <laughs> it's Lackey and Saint Anthony coming on. <laughs> positive thinking oh. with Lackey. Right, no, love Lackey. Hey, Lackey, don't take the huff. Love you, pal. Uh, right, Remy, talk to you soon. All the best, pal. Okay, see you guys later. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>